0: To Reading the Bible Together podcast, the Book of Acts. I'm your host, Angela Smith, and today we are talking about Acts chapter 2. My guest today is John Brandon. He's the director of digital media for Northwestern Media, which Faith Radio is a part of, and then we have a bunch of sister stations and our music stations all over the Midwest. Welcome, John. I'm so glad you're back.
1: Yeah, this is really fun to do. Thanks for having me back.
0: Yeah, so we are talking about a very interesting, action-packed, very important to the church chapter in the book of Acts.
1: Yeah, it really is. The, the summary for people that listening to this, I would say that as I was reading it and studying it is uh, God is speaking to us in a lot of different ways. And uh, the question that I have for people right off the bat is, are Are you listening to what God is saying? And uh, last time I was on, we we actually talked about the book of Luke, the last chapter. And I talked about the gospel and knowing Christ versus knowing facts about Christ or, or actually knowing Christ. And the difference is that relationship that you have. And the challenge sometimes is if if you don't hear from God and you're not hearing from the Holy Spirit, even though in the book of Acts chapter 2, it really talks about that a lot. Um, Just to begin a relationship with Christ because then all of a sudden God starts speaking to you. Sometimes it's a whisper. Sometimes it's a loud, you know, clashing sound that everybody in the whole town can hear. And it's maybe the tongues of fire and all these other things uh, that, that are described in this chapter but often it's just God whispering to you and directing your life. So just right off the bat, Acts chapter 2, it's about listening to the Holy Spirit, listening to God, having a relationship with Him, and how exciting that really is.
0: It is. And what strikes me, too, is that how the apostles—because here, because we see it in later chapters, too—how clear and, you know, the Holy Spirit is re- revealing things to them that I'm shocked— that they know. Right. That, you know, Peter, when Peter is preaching, he says, you know, I know that some of you are thinking that we're drunk and we're not like he knew what other people were thinking. That's (laughs) amazing that the Holy Spirit was revealing that to him.
1: Yeah. I've noticed this in my own life. Sometimes, uh, you know, as as a Christian, I've been a Christian for uh, 30, 35 years or so. I became a Christian at the University of Northwestern here right across the street from where I work. And I've just had this thing where sometimes God directs us and he whispers. And then sometimes it's like this loud clanging thing where it's like, obviously God is speaking right now. And I think that's what I love about being a Christian is that you have that direction in life and you can find that direction in life. And and that's really what Peter was getting at. There's So Acts chapter 2 is mostly just his sermon. You know, mm-hmm. he's talking about all these different things. But I think at the end of the day, what he's saying is, it doesn't matter who you are, what gender you are, what race you are, your background, um, you know, your family, whatever, whatever it is, whatever experiences in life you've had. God is just waiting for us to turn our attention to Him and to follow Him and to listen to Him. And as long as you're human, you know, that's God. God wants a relationship with the people that He created. Mm-hmm. And there's no restrictions on that. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter, you know, if you grew up in, in Minnesota or if you grew up in, you know, the Czech Republic or something like that. It really doesn't matter. What matters is if you're listening and, uh, and when God speaks, if you if you listen to what he's saying.
0: Yeah, and if you're following along in the study guide, I think that goes to exact—that answers the first question. Do you notice how Luke intentionally points out the vast diversity present at Pentecost? and what do you think he wants us to conclude from that and i think that's it that the that this message of salvation yeah. is for everyone it was first for the jew and now for the gentile which is everybody else on the globe and and he points to that i mean we see people hearing the message hearing the gospel in their own language and everybody is gathered in jerusalem because they were going they would gather in jerusalem the jews would gather for different festivals and so we've got people who were born, have the nationality of Jew, and then we have people who who are Jewish, and then we have the converts to Judaism in there as well. That's why there are so many people from so many different places yeah. that are gathered in Jerusalem.
1: It's such a melting pot, and you know, some of us come from a varied background and maybe a mixed family, and uh, the other thing I love about this chapter is it talks about all tongues, all nations, but then this was really close to home. It said young and old, mm. And, uh, you know, men and women, different backgrounds, the one that struck me, and, and sometimes, you know, I'm I'm 56, so uh, at my age, there's sometimes this feeling that creeps in, like, oh, let's just send him out to pasture, you know, <laughs> he's he's done enough, and he should just go play golf and tennis and leave the rest of us to run things. And I think biblically speaking, that's not true. And and sometimes even the people who are older, they have the wisdom and they have the experiences. But then also, you know, in my job, I work with a lot of students who are student workers and they're here to learn and help. And sometimes they speak and I'm like, wow, where did you get that wisdom at the age of 18, mm-hmm. 19, you know? And just for anyone listening to this podcast, if you're wondering, you know, I don't have enough experience or I don't have enough knowledge or I'm too old, um, that's not what the Bible says. It says that anyone can hear from God, anyone can have that wisdom, and anyone can live a life that's directed by God and, and just have that fulfilling experience of being a Christian.
0: Yeah, because we all have a part to play in what God is doing. Right. No matter our age and ever, all the other things that you listed—gender, where we came from, what our background is, or you know, even things that we've done—nothing yeah. disqualifies us because the blood of Jesus covers all of that. The right. the death and resurrection. I mean, that is the gospel. The gospel is that we have been reconciled to God and can know God, no matter what.
1: Right, and and so that that leads to something else I discovered in this chapter. And it's something that I've thought a lot about. Uh, so the Holy Spirit was moving and doing something amazing. Probably the most amazing thing was the birth of the church, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, these flames of fire and just so many things happening. And what I've learned in life, and I there's a quote from Francis Chan, and I don't have the exact quote. He's a author and speaker.
0: He's a fantastic but author He's and a fantastic
1: author and speaker. <laughs> and I remember one comment he made probably in a sermon back, you know, decades ago. I don't even remember. But he said something about wherever the Holy Spirit is moving, go and move to where that is and join that. And I just have applied that in so many areas, even things like, you know, where do I go to church or what, what job do I get? And I think there's that rushing wind of, you know, the Holy Spirit is doing something. God is on the move, as the song says. I don't remember Hallelujah. which artist. He... Yeah,
0: God <laughs> yeah. is on the move. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's all I've
1: got. <laughs> uh, and, and just the encouragement to just find those things that are happening where God is moving and then just become part of it. Um Another thing from this chapter that I that I've been thinking about, and I I have an example for you that is a little bit odd, so I'm going to explain it anyway, and then you tell me if it's really odd or not. <laughs> but what it's I, a
0: seventh time down, God is on the move.
1: Ah, gotcha. So I was thinking about this: how when God speaks, there's this idea that it's unifying because it's the same God, it's the same Holy Spirit and i 've had these experiences in life where sometimes uh, God is telling me something, and God 's telling someone else something, and it 's like literally the same thing we 're both directed towards something for me it 's been i 've always been a youth leader in church and i 've always worked with middle school for some reason, even though God people bless you. Are, people are like, "Wow, <laughs> you work with middle school, you know." Uh, but I've had other people who have said, you know, God actually really laid on my heart to work with middle school too, and it almost seems like the exact same direction at sometimes the exact same time, Um, and I think that that's what unification in the church really means, and I, I haven't really heard about this before, so that's why I think it's sort of strange to talk about, but is that really what you know is so great about church and being a christian that it's the same god giving the same message sometimes to a, even a large group of people what what do you think about my theory there
0: i think that's interesting i i, th- I guess i the, the the view that i come from is that that's confirmate it's confirmation i guess was the word that i was thinking of mm-hmm. more than unifying but it was confirming yep. you know when i for example yesterday or, yeah, yesterday, um, I'm a producer on Susie Larson Live, and we pray before the show, and Susie prayed Psalm 121 over me, and I thought, God, I know those words. And the day before, I was doing a devotional, and the devotional had Psalm 121 in it. And I mm-hmm. thought, okay, I've heard this twice, two days in a row, like my ears are perked. I right. think this is something that I need to either study more, I need to pray more, you know, pray those words over me more. And so I found it to be... Confirming, And so when I talk to somebody who, you know, I was, you know, I've had, you know, you know, like your example with middle school, you know, yeah. I love working from with middle schoolers. This is why, you know, this is why I feel like I'm led to do that. I think for someone to hear that that has been having the same inkling, that would be confirming to them. Yeah. Um, I think I see the, the unifying as it's uh, in sort of what we were saying, too, about it. Oh, and it's just I just I have so many thoughts in my head because I don't think this is something we're doing well right now where we keep the main things the main things right and we let the things that aren't the main things mm-hmm. not necessarily go but have an understanding versus right. uh, you need to check all the boxes mm-hmm. if I'm gonna agree agree with you about anything or you only have something valuable to say if you can check all the boxes that you believe all of these things yeah. the same way as me and I'm just the caveat. That it, Jesus is the son of God. Jesus died for our sins. God, the, it's a triune God. God's word is inerrant. I mean, these are some of the main things. Right. And, but I think we make a lot of other things that aren't main things, main things. And that's why we're not unified. I'm sorry. I'm not sure that I answered your question. No, no. But.
1: I, I love what you're saying. And I think, so God does have a different relationship with each of us. So he's not saying like literally the same thing, but a lot of times he's whispering to us, Hey, uh, maybe you should go share Christ with your neighbor, you know, and then three doors down, the same person, a different person, God's saying the same thing to that person, maybe in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really cool. I mean, God is speaking to us. He's often saying things like reach out to that person or share Christ with that person or encourage that person. And then I think what you're saying is there's this other noise about the things that we think are important, you know. Um, And that's where I think distractions can derail us sometimes, and it's really important to just keep listening to God. And so I I actually have a—I'm sort of a techie person, you know, as you know, at at my job (laughs) here. And I have an example from pop culture that's been going on just recently recently. And it's this puzzle game called Wordle. Wordle. Wordle, yep.
0: I just heard about it and have done yeah. my first two puzzles. And
1: so I'm about to make a spiritual example out of a puzzle game. Okay. But what made this game so viral and so many people are into it is that everybody gets the same puzzle every every day. It's a different puzzle each day. And so when everybody goes on and shares like, how did you do this puzzle? What's your score on this puzzle? And I think my my thought about that was what if Christianity worked like that, where we're all getting the same basic message, you know, of being encouraging or the same basic puzzle of figuring out life and sharing Christ. Um, I think when disunification happens, it's because we set our own agenda. You know, we're not listening to that one true voice Mm -hmm. um, directing our life. But I think it would be so cool if we were more unified like that.
0: Just this morning as I was coming into work, I was listening to Mornings with Carmen and the guest was talking about how when, you know, when God is leading us in a direction, sometimes, so you could call that a call, you could call that, um, that God, you know, gave, revealed to me that he's going to do something for me. And we can cling to that call. We can cling to that, um, that thing that God was, that we believe that God is going to do for us. And make that the thing that we're aiming toward. And, you know, I'm not, I'm, so then we're not, we're no longer following God. We're following this call. We're following this, which, I mean, God does lead us to do things, but I think we can't put God over what we believe that He's promised us. Like, it, we have to come back to the relationship.
1: Yeah. And, and sometimes it does change and evolve over time. So I mentioned I worked with middle school. Well, that was actually about, The first 20 years of being a Christian, and then I think I got a little bit older and I started working more with high schoolers Mm -hmm. in our church, and then I got a little bit older still. And right now I do a lot of mentoring with college students, and I I just love it. I have six student workers on my team, and I'm always mentoring them and speaking into their life. Well, this actually all applies to Acts chapter 2 because... God has just been speaking to me about this idea of mentoring and talking to the younger generation and training them up. And so then when you fulfill that calling, you listen to God. He says, work with youth, and then you do it. That's where true fulfillment and purpose comes in life. And then when people get derailed it means that they have maybe god's been saying something you know the the holy flames they're they're going like loud and and bright and they're they're right there uh but for some reason we just shield ourselves and say no i'm just going to do my own thing i'm going to do the accounting business or i'm going to do this other thing and i i guess the challenge i have for this chapter as you're reading it as you're hearing about all the different things that the Holy Spirit is saying and doing and just it's so exciting. It kicks off the whole book with like a wow. If it, mm-hmm. if this was a Hollywood movie, this would be like a really big like explosive event right away. But are you going to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying? Are you going to follow that calling that God's put on your heart? And I would love if people would contact us and even ask questions about this, um, because uh, seek out that mentoring and seek out those guides and ask those questions. Find your calling, listen to the Holy Spirit, and then find your calling.
0: Thank you, John. Thank you for coming on and talking about Acts chapter 2. Yeah. This has been a great conversation. Personally, I'm encouraged.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's awesome. I love, I love doing this, and I, I love this chapter. Le- thank you for letting me talk about this chapter.
0: Well, thank you for joining us for Acts chapter two. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. And we will see you next time for Acts chapter three. The Reading the Bible Together podcast is a production of Faith Radio and Northwestern Media. Hosted, produced, and edited by Angela Smith. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, consider financially supporting Faith Radio. Find more information at myfaithradio.com.